did is I, 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 I did. I reached out. I was working for a major healthcare system in California at that time um, who had cutting edge innovations with just about everything. So I did reach out and I was going to outpatient, you know, psychiatry to try to get some help to get some understanding because I knew there was lots of stuff that I hadn't reconciled that I hadn't dealt with over the years. But as I was going to this treatment, it seemed like my ability to cope and to process what was going on with me, it wasn't, it was, it was being outpaced by the mental illness and by the trauma and the post-traumatic stress. It was like, I couldn't get the, I couldn't get my coping to, to, to outpace the mental illness. So the mental illness just kind of, it kept cascading, evolving, getting worse. And I knew it was getting worse. And I remember one time, cause I was then began to go to therapy. Like I literally had to go every day, outpatient therapy every day. So I went every day, I remember it was one Friday and um, they went around the room every Friday and would ask you, um, are you okay? Do you think you're gonna make it till Monday? And for mm-hmm. the first time, I felt like I wasn't gonna make it till Monday. And I can remember saying, I don't feel like killing myself, but I feel like I'm sucking up air that somebody else should be using. Mm. I feel like I'm breathing and taking up space. Mm-hmm. Like, that somebody else should just be wasted on me to breathe mm-hmm. this precious air. And I can remember feeling that way. And, and it kept going. Um, and it ended up, I was admitted into the hospital. And to be honest with you, I cannot tell you, I know that I had a mental breakdown, mm. but I can't tell you, I can't tell you, basically when, when people say I lost my mind, I literally lost my mind. Like there's a blur of things that I just do not remember. And I mean, I can't even tell you, but this is not something we're talking about you know, some people try to make it, you know, the stigma around hospitalization. We're not talking about one or two days. Honey, I was inpatient for a while. When I talk about 2018, I spent the better part of 2018 under mental health care. So there's some months there that I can't even speak to. I can't even tell you about because I was just too far gone. They're just gone. And then, but I can remember another part where, and it was real, it was scary. And I, by the way, I diagnosed with major, um, major depression um, disorder and um, acute anxiety. Um, so I can remember a period because I don't know if it was because of intellectual or in- academics or what, but I can remember a period when I was transitioning out of being out of my mind going back into my right mind. And there was like this period that I literally knew that I was out of my mind. Like it, yeah. I went from being out of my mind and not knowing that I was out of my mind to transitioning to a period where I was out of my mind, but there was another small part of me knew that I was out of my mind. Like I knew that I was not our niece. I knew right. that I totally was not living on my potential at all. I knew that everything about my anxiety, I mean, I'm jumping. Um, I knew that what I'm saying, I mean, I'm talking real fast. I knew that all these things were happening to me. It was almost like I was looking at it happening to somebody else, but I knew that it was me. But I knew that I was transitioning back into my right mind, but I couldn't come out of it. Mm-hmm. So um, 
And I sat there a while. I was, um, as far as um, a lot of therapy, a lot of work around that, but I could not come out of the depression because mm -hmm. again, it was major. It didn't matter what, I mean, I did all the things as far as I did the self-care, I did self-help. I went to all the therapy, but I can remember talking to my psychiatrist and saying, I mean, I would be sobbing, crying because I wanted to come out of it, but I could just not get past it and get out of it. And, um, and, and when, when a person is experiencing that, that in and of itself is an additional stress. And that moment, that time period is a real sensitive place for a person to actually regress again or to fall back or to go back. But I can tell you that was a real, that was horrible. When you talk about a tsunami, when you are coming into your right mind, but you know you ain't in your right mind, that is very frightening. That I mean, I I mean, I've never I had never experienced that, but it made me very sensitive to people with mental illness and you know, and, 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 and owning the fact that I struggle with mental health um, myself. Um so I can remember crying and I would say, I just can't get through this. And I just, and I truly couldn't get through it. And uh, I sent you a picture earlier this morning. Yes. Uh, can I share that screen so they can see why sure. you're talking about it? I want to share this. Sharing. So yeah, I, sent, um, I sent a picture in um, and I wasn't sure I wanted to share this picture. And I also sent a video and it was actually a video of me receiving therapy. So can you, this can is. Can you guys see a, that? Okay. Um, I can. So essentially, this is me and uh, my psychiatrist, Dr. Bongali. And um, that was me celebrating. Oh, I'm so thankful. That was Man. me celebrating mm. because mm. I was so far gone that I was receiving ECT therapy. That's when they fit your head with a cap and they measure and they put electrodes and then they send electrodes to your brain to try to recalibrate your brain to make to get your uh, brain to snap back into its regular thinking patterns for those Incredible. that are not following, for, uh, for those of you that are not familiar with it. So essentially I was receiving these treatments for every Incredible. day, every Incredible. single day I was getting ECT treatment. If you can imagine shocking your brain every day. Um, and then it got to a point. So this picture that you're looking at, that was me because I was just excited that I was going down to three times a week of getting my brain mm. Mm. resuscitated, basically. Um, so then, you know, after this, I continued to, to, to improve until I um, got down to I was one time a week. And even now, uh, right now, I'm not getting ECT therapy. But even once I complete the therapy, um, it, um, it has been, it, I know, I realize that I may at some point have to get ECT therapy again. Um, and I've accepted that. Um, and to this day, I'm still, I mean, I'm on medications to maintain my mental health in my state and I own that. And um, one of the reasons that I, that I really want to own that is because so many people stop taking their medications. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I, under, and so, I mean, just all the different friends that I've established that, you know, struggle with mental health. I know there's so many people do so many things as it relates to their mental health. You know, some people ad adapt their medications so that they can um accomplish and do a bunch of work at one time like people that get manic they'll adjust their medication to ease up on them so they can get a lot of work done at one time so i've learned and seen a bunch of things but i would encourage you take ownership it is not a negative or a bad thing right to have medication to have 
that to help you in order that you can live out your potential and be your best self to be able to just slow your brain down. Because at the end of the day, again, I'll say it again, most creative geniuses, Kanye West, Robin Williams, Small Biles, most mm-hmm. creative genius, Arnie Stern, I'll say it, Arnie Stern. Most there you creative go, put your geniuses name in yes, I love struggle it. with mental illness. So it's okay. Think of it. I would love to change the way we think about mental illness. If we change to think about um, these are people just on the brink of of genius. Yeah. Why can't we put a positive twist? These are people, because that's really what it is. It's people that have beautiful minds, beautiful brains. And if we could put that element to it to know it's okay to slow it down. Because I would not want anyone, A, to have to live through that transition in our head when I knew I wasn't in my right mind right. and B to have to go and get ECT therapy every day. Um, so, you know, that's where I was with it. And wow. um, it wasn't easy. Right. And, um, you know, I'm, and I'm thankful and I thank, and I thank God. I truly do. Yes. I, I, I'm just thankful to be here with you today. And Absolutely. To, and to, to believe, truly believe that I'm worthy of the air, the breaths that I take. Yes, I'm worthy absolutely. of this air to breathe this air. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, um, so as far as for me, that's why I like to be be clear on it. Yeah, bring it in. See, literally, listen. It does yeah. not matter what your social economic, what your academics. We yeah. all, we all are coming out of something, that's about it. to go into something, or just came out of something, and it's that's really it. okay. Take your medications. Yeah. Now, let me ask you something, Arnish, before I transition to our doctors sure. over here. Now, I, I, I want to applaud you for just being open and sharing your story. We, I can't begin to thank you enough. Can, come on, doctors, y'all help me give her a hand for just sharing her story on here. That, I think that's so powerful. Um, very, very brave of you to just open up like that. Now, let me ask you this. Thank mm-hmm. you for also owning the fact that you are, you're taking the medication and the treatments. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you these questions. Now, aren't you, you are a child of God, right? Oh, absolutely. You you do believe in God, right? I do. Absolutely. You, you have you have been praying about this, haven't you? Absolutely. You, you've been talking to other Christians. You've been getting Christian insight and counsel about this, right? Haven't you? I have, yes. My point to all of my viewers who say, I'm just going to give this to God and then I'm going to go on with my life. I want you to see what it looks like, right? You can't give, just give this to God. Well, and God, not only that, just to tag on to that. Yes. When we say we're going to give something to God at the end of the day, because I'm not going to say that I, that didn't even cross my mind, that I didn't ever think like that, because I grew in a faith-based family that, sure. you know, that you didn't trust God for your healing kind of thing. Sure. But, the, but as I began to meditate and to pray and to journal, the Lord revealed to me that he gave me my psychiatrist and he gave me that therapy and he gave me Absol- those medications. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And so, so yes, I absolutely um, have a very deep relationship with the Lord. And yet the Lord gave me enough sense that I know I better take my medicine in the morning. Right. right. So but my point is like, like God, he's not a, he's not a magician. That's my, that's what I want to get to. He's not up in heaven with this bag and he's just waving it at some point in time. Okay, I'm going to wait to our nieces. It's 50 and a half and we're going to get rid of her mental. That's not how it works. We are workers together, right? So in other words, God has done a part. We already know the work of the cross, the blood, 
that's a finished work. We are partakers of that. But then there are some natural things that we have to do. And now the natural things we all have to do, they may look different, but we want to encourage you. That's why I'm on here. That's why I have the doctors on here. That's why we have the soon to be doctor on here. Real people, real lives that have walked through real situations, right? I don't want to hog it. Go ahead, doctors, y'all. I want y'all to jump in on that. I think that's some great stuff, Arnice, that you just shared. Thank you. Yeah, so um, thank you again, Arnice, for sharing your story. It is very uh, powerful. Um, mm-hmm. It is very, you know, much needed. And I'm just happy to know that you knew something wasn't right. Um, mm-hmm. And you actually took, you know, the steps to go and, you know, and get the treatment. Um, a lot of times I know us as females, not to mention African-American females, we are the strong Black female and we're like, we're going to, we're going to work it out ourselves, you know, but we know something is not right. And typically that's how mental um, mm-hmm. health issues are. I tell a lot of people because they're like, you know, well, I was feeling, you know, tension. My body was off. Couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep, you know, didn't have an appetite, you know, and our bodies have cycles. You got an eating cycle. You got a sleep cycle. You got a wake cycle. You have all these cycles. So, you know, when something is not right in your body, typically when it does come to um, mental health, mental illness, and we had one of our podcasts on it, you know, we talked about the physical mental connection, you know, when your body is off. And a lot of times it's that physical stuff, the physical signs that we notice first, you know, the appetite, the sleep and all of that. So I do tell people definitely, you know, pay attention to that stuff because you know, when your body's off and that's usually what, you know, is going to kick in first, all the physical stuff. And then it goes, you know, usually to the mental part to where you start, you know, you get the thoughts, you get the negative thoughts. Um, our niece was saying she was diagnosed with a major depressive disorder. So it's, you know, the negative thoughts, it's the sadness and not just the general sadness you can talk yourself out of, you know, it's like you were literally in a black hole and you were trying mm-hmm. to get out of that. Um, and she was saying how she got the treatment and she's saying, take your meds. And I tell people, you can have Jesus and a therapist, just yes. like we take care of our, you know, physical bodies. It's the same thing with our, you know, brains. We got to take care of our minds. That's how, you know, we think and make decisions and problem solve and how we get through day to day. So I do tell people definitely go out there and get the treatment if you need it. If you need Mm -hmm. to take the meds, take the meds. And I have clients that I need them to be stable as far as, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to pay attention and concentrate before I can even get to therapy. So there are some people I will refer them to a psychiatrist and say, get an evaluation because we need to get you on some meds, whether it's something that's anti-anxiety, you know, antidepressant. A lot of times those are the same meds like um, Prozac. So it works great for both. But I'm like, we got to get you in a stable place mentally to where I can even, you know, start the therapy. So there are times where, yes, you need the medication or if it's, you know, depression to where sometimes people can't, like the meds aren't working, they've adjusted them and, you know, doses and everything else. Yes, you may need that ECT. You may need to, you know, skip it up a notch. We even have new treatments out. We're using ketamine now, which is an anesthetic. So they're saying it works great, you know, for depression. I know some people that are getting it and <clears throat> where the regular, you know, anti, uh, excuse me, the regular psychotic medication didn't work, that's working. So whatever treatments you need, definitely go out there and get the treatment. Take the meds. There's nothing wrong. Just like we take medicine for cold, flu, people that got COVID, you know, they came out, you know, with vaccines and everything else. excuse me it's the same thing you know with our minds sometimes yes we need that medication to get everything you know back in order and don't just stop taking your meds because yeah you may take your meds and you're feeling great you're feeling better 
don't just stop cold turkey, okay? Make sure you're going back to those follow-up appointments and let the doctor wean you off of those meds. And I know there's people that are like, I don't want to be on meds forever. Well, you don't have to be on meds forever. I know there are people that, yes, because of the nature, you know, and the progression of their illness, yes, they're on meds, you know, for a while. They may need them the rest of their life. But if that's what you need, then that's what you need. I also know people, they just took them for a certain period of time. So <clears throat> I do encourage people to definitely go out there, uh, seek the treatments you need, whether it's medication, whether it's therapy, or it's a combination of both. And the resources are definitely out there. I want to say, um, Dr. Arnice, that it takes a lot of courage to come on here and say that. Man. It takes a lot of courage. To me, you telling the testimony. That's a testimony. And I can relate to so much of it. That's why the tears, I'm just like, when you feel hopeless and you hear mm. somebody else describe the level of hopelessness that you feel only you've experienced, it's it's like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. So I respect the fact you're like, yes, I'm a Christian, but you also know, hey, I'm a Christian, but faith without works is dead. Yeah. It right. says it in the word. So we can have faith and we can talk to God about it, but he's like, I've given you these tools and these resources, but you're not using them. Right. So there's a lot of different things that happen when you experience trauma and you feel like you got to keep moving especially in the African-American community, being African-American women, we feel we cannot stop because if we stop, our household stops, right? Mm -hmm. So we dissociate. We don't even, we just categorize that stuff and keep it moving and try not mm -hmm. to acknowledge it. But while we're doing that, our body is keeping the score, right? There's a book by Dr. Vanderkolk. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. I love that book. Mm -hmm. I always refer to that book because your body is keeping score of everything that's happened to you. Domestic violence, okay, check. Sexual assault, check. Um, drug use, check. Addiction, check. Alcoholism, check. Murder, check. Loss, check. It's like all these things keep checking off, right? And our body, it keeps the score of all that. Even if we're not mentally aware of what's going on because we've dissociated so much. There are parts of my life I don't even remember. I can't recall. My family will tell a story and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I feel mm. like you just be creating stuff and telling right. me I did that just so you could throw shade. But it's wow. things that have happened and I don't remember because I dissociated it so much that I, I blocked it out completely. Right, That's right. Mental health. And when yeah. you're young and you experience mental health, those kinds of things happen. So at some point, your body is going to keep the score and there's no more checks that can be made. Mm. And that's when you have to get the assistance that you need. You have to get it because you can no longer function in any capacity, right? You can't go to work. You can't, you can't do anything. And with the medication, I've taken medication. I've stopped taking medication, went back to taking medication. But I can say this. For, for long-term diagnoses, typically the medications have to change. And I'm saying this for people who are like, I don't want to take medication forever, right? Medications will work, but once you take it for an extended period of time, sometimes you have to go and have your medications adjusted. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have to increase it or they have to change the kind of medication you're taking because just like when you take allergy medicine, right? Right. Now, when my daughter takes Zyrtec, one isn't good enough. She has to take two. 
because wow. her body is used to it. So you mm. have to adjust the medications. They don't always stay the same and it doesn't always work the same. But having the support, and I'm gonna always talk about support because when you struggle with mental health, especially in your minority, most minorities don't believe in it, but they believe in diabetes. They believe oh in goodness. pressure. Come on, talk. They believe in asthma. They Come believe on. in everything else. But what's different with mental health? Mm. If you don't have this together, you can't do everything else. Mm-hmm. Right? It's no different. And mm. I don't want to say we need to normalize it, but it's real. We need to acknowledge and respect the fact that it happens to most people in some way, shape, or form when you experience a type of change or a type of trauma. So again, I'm always tell you thank you uh, for sharing. And because and, yeah. it helps not only us, but it's going to help so many people yes. because we're not the only ones who are survivors of these kinds of things. There are Absolutely. other people who feel alone, who don't mm-hmm. realize that there are people who are successfully dealing with things by getting the help they need. Mm. And I appreciate that because essentially I feel like you summed up in, in, in your statement, your body is keeping score because yes, it is. about all those things that, yes, those, it is. Um, and the post-traumatic stress and, and that yes. I did, I just redirected the energy and the thoughts and the, and yeah. essentially you're right. My body was keeping score. And all of a sudden it was a tsunami, as you said, um, Harry, yeah. the only other thing that, um, that, and this is back to something that Dr. Page said, and you were talking about the signs. The one thing that I wanted to add to that is a lot of times what I think a lot of people don't understand is when you are in that situation, you can't recognize the signs. So I would say in addition to, yes, each of us need to kind of know when something is different with us as for self-awareness and knowing that. But I think it's equally important for the community at large, each other, family members, to yes. recognize the signs, to be like, oh, something's not right. Because yes. when the person is in that situation, we don't recognize the signs. It gets to a point when we, like I told you, there was a period of, of weeks where I literally mm-hmm. was not there. I was gone. Like, I don't, I, I don't even, I didn't even know I was on earth <clears throat> wow. just because of, I don't know what was, I don't know if it was the meds. I don't know what, but it was like, I remember say April 8th and it was now June 10th and I'm still thinking it's April 9th because I didn't know there was a lapse in time when I just was right. out of here. Right. So I think it's equally important for the other people to be able to help people to see the signs yes. um, of when they're being challenged with mental illness. And to add to that, um, if you recognize signs in a family member, don't take offense because initially they're not going to receive what you have to say. I'm just going, I'm telling you from experience. So when yeah. you recognize the signs, be be careful about how you say what you say and communicating it and be prepared for, to get some backlash from them just because some people are threatened by the thought that they have mental health issues. They see it as an insult or they see it as something bad, right? So just be prepared for that. I, my yeah. husband was manic three to four days a week last year. Mm-hmm. Every week out of last year. And mm-hmm. Harry knows about this. So I had yeah. to pay attention to the signs. 
And as family members, you got to have a family member who you can communicate with and who knows the differences and what's going on with you, how the medication impacts you or if the medication is no longer effective. Because sometimes it takes somebody else to say, Arnise, I noticed that, you know, this is different. You know what I'm saying? It may be a spouse. It may be a close relative. But make sure you do have somebody who you're close to who can help you identify that. Because sometimes it can be someone else that helps save a life. Absolutely. And just to add on to that, because um, as I said, I have um, different friends who in just in in our therapy and in growing together that struggle with different mental illnesses. And I have a a dear friend. I love him very much. But when you mentioned the point about having someone that you can, you know, as far as they're going to get defensive, literally now he struggles with schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And because if you can establish a trust with a person it's already been diagnosed that they can come to you. Like he will come and he'll say, he will ask me like, Arnisa, am I okay? Like, am I? So if you can get, develop that trust where you can have like an accountability partner that yeah. you know that you struggle with mental illness, but you know, if this, this person loves you enough and you trust them, that if they say something is off, that you know, you need to go do something different. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's awesome when you can have it where, you know what, I don't sense that I'm struggling with mental illness, but this person, I trust them and they're telling me. So let me, let me connect with that. Let me receive that. Let me do something about that. Even though I don't see that I'm going all over the ledge. So right. I think that was great. So thank you for sharing that. that is, look, that is wonderful. Ladies, man, y'all. Oh, ah, if you're watching this, um, I'll just say this, this is a setup for something so greater. Um, than what we're doing on today. And I want to, I want to, um, I want to cap this part before we get out. Um, we're just reminding us what God's word says. Um, and, and I'm not on here to, um, if you don't believe in mental health or you, you just don't, I'm not on, we're not on here shooting shots at you. We're not on here uh, putting you down, but I would urge you just to consider some different information and the information that we've shared today in God's word that I'm talking about is in third John chapter one, verses number two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Watch this and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Now watch this. We are tri-type being. What does that mean? We live in a physical body. We have to have a physical body to be in this earth. Without this body, we cannot be in the earth. So we have a body. We have a spirit. That's the part of us that's like God, right? And then the third part of us, we possess a soul. And a lot of times you hear people talk about soul. It's like, well, I thought your soul was your spirit. Your spirit is your soul. Let me tell you what your soul is. Your soul is your will, your mind, and your intellect. So let me read it this way. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, be in health, even as thy will, thy soul, the, the soul, my, your will, your mind, your intellect, your thoughts, prosper. Read it that way. It, that's what he's talking about. So if God, the creator, remember I told you, if you want to know if you want to know the function of a thing, if you want to know the, the why of a thing, you got to go back to the manufacturer. As believers, this is our manuscript right here. He just told us above all things. So it, 
never, never be upset with God. God said, I want, I want your best mental, um, best mental state. And trust me, if you go back to episode one, we show you, we walk through the scriptures and show you when there was a time where there was no mental health on the planet. There was none. And we show you how mindful God is of you. I want to tell it so bad, but I, it's not fair. You got to go back and watch part one. We show the physical body, right? And we compare, well, anyway, go back to, go back to episode one. Anyway, listen, our time is, is getting away from here. New Balance Podcast, New Balance Podcast. Put your hands together for the doctor, Dr. Stacy Page, our special guest, Arnie Stern, and our anchor, Naila Harrison. Come on, show these ladies some love. This has been so incredible. And, oh, man, I want to keep y'all for another hour, but unfortunately, I can't. I cannot because I have so many. I got to go eat my denim. (laughs) See, see, look, see, they ready to go eat. I'm with the real crew. Come on. Um, cause y'all know, I know back, our niece know this back home, we would have to be going to our third church service on Sunday. I'm so you have to get your right. snack in before that last service <laughs> on Sunday, back in the day, all day was the Lord's day. You was in church yeah. all day. So, um, no, we definitely understand. Um, ladies, I am so grateful. Um, eternally grateful for your labor of love that you will partner with me with this vision. Um, you, all three of you are very passionate about what you do in life. And I'm just as passionate about bringing um, partners together of like precious faith that we can go into the world and share our testimony, share our story and be an encouragement to um, whomever needs to help. That's what this is about. It's about the betterment of people and helping people move forward. And so um, this mental health, man, the way I'm feeling, man, we may try to go a, a couple of more months with it. That's just how I feel. Um, as I opened up saying, you don't have to look very far. The pressure, y'all know what the last two years, what it's done to us, right? And we're talking about our health, but let's not even talk about all of the other things that affect that. So um, this conversation is like so near and dear. and. Um, I shared, uh, I don't know if I shared it on the podcast. I know I told the two ladies privately, but um, if I didn't share it, I'm sharing it now. Like I'm, I'm in the process of starting some new therapy sessions because there are some other things in my life that I need to get worked out. There's some things I need to just, it's, it can be better, right? So I, first I owe it to myself. That's the, and I want you to take it. It's not being selfish. I want like, I need, I need to be a better me. And unfortunately, you know, I said, hey, I want to have a family. I asked a young lady to marry me. She's been with me going on 26 years. I owe it to her. I owe it to my children. Now watch this. Who help me with this one. I owe it to my grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Amen. Amen. I said a good man, he leaves an inheritance Absolutely. to his children's children. A lot of times we just keep that with money and finances. Right. And we should do that. We should set them up, get them some land, some investments, some properties, put a trust in place. But we also need to pass down a legacy of mental health, clean mental health. Right. And uh, I'm big on slaying the giants of my generation. My son's generation shouldn't have to fight my generations. David showed up because the army was scared to fight Goliath. I'm going to leave it. Boy, y'all see where it's going to go. 
You I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You know, I'm going to take out my notepad. I'm ready. No, we're not. But anyway, I'm just really passionate about it. All of my guests are. And to our audience, let me say this. Um, man, I love you from the bottom. I do. And um, I want to keep hearing from you. Trust me, when you reach out to me, um, you know, everything is confidential. These ladies will tell you I've never shared anything that anybody's ever texted me, emailed me, or DM me. Trust me, it's between me, you, and the Lord. But because of the things, right, I, I'm a praying man. I believe in prayer. And I, I feel the pull of the world. I feel the pull of our community. So I know what we're doing is right, right? And so um, one more time, give it up for our guests, Dr. Page, Arnie Stern, and Nyla Harris. Man, we love you guys so much. And before we get out, I always allow the guests, could y'all give us some closing words? There's something you want to say before we get out of here? I just want to say thank you for the opportunity, A, to be on a panel with this dynamic, phenomenal group. I appreciate it. And thank you for the yeah. opportunity, more importantly, to allow my life to be a living sacrifice. Oh, um, mm. I hope that uh, my sharing was a blessing. And to those of you listening, I, um, I just trust that the Lord will encourage your heart, encourage your spirit, and encourage your mind. So until we meet, greet, or speak, you better be encouraged. I know that's right. I love it. <laughs> Dr. Page, Dr. Oh. Naila. Oh, so I uh, just want to thank you again for um, having me on. Of course, you know, mental health is a subject that is uh, near and dear to my heart. So I'm always glad yeah. when I do have the opportunity uh, just to share and just impart the wisdom that God has given me. So I know that you are making a great impact um, and we'll, you will actually see the fruits of your labor. So thank you for the mm. opportunity. Oh, man. Thank you, sis. I, I appreciate that. For me, it's just an honor to be on this platform, to be able to to be on here with with Harry and the honor of meeting you too, Miss Dr. Arnis, um, and to be on here with Dr. Stacy, it humbles me every time. And I learned, I took a lot from it. I feel like you were sharing your testimony with me personally. And it mm. touched me personally because of our stories are, are similar. We we all of us share things, but it's an honor. And I thank God for allowing me to be able to be on this platform and connecting us all, because I do mm. believe that we'll be able to help a lot of people. And that's Absolutely. what it's about, educating people and teaching them better ways to cope and manage the different challenges they have in life. So thank you. Incredible, incredible. Listen, you heard it for the, from these phenomenal women of God. And Man, like I said, we want to spend some more time with you, but we got to go. But you know the catch. You know the phrase. It's strength for today, sustenance for tomorrow. It's your boy, your potential conditioner, H2O. We'll see you when we see you. We love you. Peace.